0: What's up, friends? Welcome into episode 31 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson, joined by my co-host, Ella DiGiovanni. And Ella, it was a fun weekend here in Nashville, Tennessee. We had CMA Fest going on, so it was always, you know, busy downtown and always a party, but that's just Nashville in general. But then on the sports side of things, we had the Super Regionals um, with Bandy Hosting. And if you were able to catch any of the action this weekend, it was pretty wild. Um, Game one on Friday did not go Vandy's way. It was very um, unconventional for them in terms of how they played. I think they lost, I think it was 15-3, to was it? Yeah. And then the second game on Saturday, the comeback, freshman pitcher Kumar Rocker, Pitches a no-no with yeah with 19 strikeouts. Are you kidding me? It was insane. I was so into this. Yeah, it was it was a total response. I mean it was very cool to see, and just that type of game. And Sunday the boys are back, their bats come back to life, and they just pound Duke. And so Vandy is going to the college world. Series for the first time in four years. So, congrats to the Vandy boys and especially Coach Corbin and his wife Maggie because they have become uh, really some of my favorite people in Nashville. Yeah.
1: So, I'm headed to Omaha. I, I was watching closely. Oh, yeah. Just from following your stories, you know, following the team this season, I was just so interested to see what they would do. And Saturday night, that freshman pitcher, Whew. I mean, that was insane. He was so calm, cool, and collected right after he threw that last pitch and the team just surrounded him and they were so excited the look on his face he was like he looked like you know what guys we have one more we have yeah. one more it wasn't about him yeah. I loved it I think it was even trending on Twitter like it, it was, was a pretty unbelievable performance yep. I mean to see a college kid he was just in high school that do crazy? something like that on that type of stage in college baseball really impressive that was yeah awesome. it was
0: how about yourself what were you up to
1: well, I went to a Phillies game on Saturday. You know, it's my favorite thing to do. I took my dad for an early Father's Day. Um, So we caught a good game. They played the Reds. The Reds not looking... Oh, they, God, the Reds are horrible. They, horrible. I mean, the Phillies dropped the third game of the series, but <laughs> there was no offense. It was like the quickest baseball game I've ever watched because the, the Reds just, they were just one, two, three at the plate. Um, But it was super fun. And, you know, I love going with my family. So that was good. And then another buzz that's uh, around Philly, especially obviously around the whole country, but it's it's picking up a lot of steam in Philly is the Women's World Cup. I'm so excited for. Um, And the reason it's so popular in Philadelphia is because Zach Ertz's wife, of course, Julie Ertz, um, plays for the women's national team. So I'm so excited to see these women play if they can go back to back would be incredible so I'm
0: I'm really excited. Yeah, no, I'm excited. This is a fun time of year for soccer, uh, especially when it comes to the World Cup. I definitely get in on all that, so we'll have to be, we'll probably be talking about a little World Cup here in our sure. future podcast. Yeah. Talking about today's podcast, though, let's go ahead and jump into our three pointers, and we'll start with our first topic, which is the Stanley Cup final, and oh it's been a really good one. I think I think there was talk about just not really having a lot of hype around this, but it's turned out to be a really competitive series. And Mm -hmm. as you know, this game has been pushed to a game seven. Of course, Boston was able to force a game seven by beating St. Louis and you have to give it up for this team really being motivated, but I don't know if you saw this, they said they were actually motivated by that St. Louis newspaper who like, released
1: yes. the article like an release, or an ad
0: yeah. about, hey, yeah. we're the champions. And Boston, yep. I'm sure these players were just like, are you kidding me? Yep. This saying over, people. This ain't over, tell us over. Uh, <laughs> but I was really impressed, Ella, by their veterans. Their mm-hmm. veterans really showed up in this game. And it's crazy to think this, but there is a handful of them that are still left from that Bruins 2011 cup winning team. So you got Zdeno right. Charo, Tuka Rask, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and then David Krejci. So all of those guys are still there. And I think they just kind of brought that veteran. You're not going to you know, shake us mentality to be able to force that game seven.
1: That's definitely where you see the difference in a veteran and some guys that have never been here before, because they did look like the game was in their control Mm -hmm. in game six. It really did. And that's when experience sometimes overpowers just good play, you know, and right looking to this game seven in the past. History says visiting teams have won the past two finals to go seven games, but home teams did take the cup, the six prior instances. So obviously this season, the theme around the St. Louis team is resiliency and they've showed that throughout the season to get to this point and now throughout the playoffs. So it's not a situation that they should definitely feel uncomfortable in. I, I saw someone tweet something like, Uh, Binnington in game seven in Boston. He must be shaking in his shoes. I really don't think he is because that's the kind of situation where if he pulls this out and St. Louis wins, he's a hero. And if he doesn't, he's young, right? Yeah, exactly. So so I'm excited for this game seven. I really, really hope um, it's exciting. I hope it's a lot of back and forth. I don't want to just see one team take it all because this series deserves a better ending than that.
0: Yep, and the team that wants it the most is going to win this game. That's my opinion. So, well, guys, one thing that these hockey players are going to need after the season is done is a good shaving tool, right, Ella? And yes. And we've got an announcement to make. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to com slash bluewire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover you can get all of that for just three dollars shipped right to your door you know enough with the cheap razors it's totally worth trying harry's
1: harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and over designed harry's bought a world-class blade factory in germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash blue wire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash blue wire to redeem your razor for $3. Well, Kayla, as these hockey players may be shaving their playoff beards off, another series that just keeps on trucking are the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. (laughs) There are so many storylines and so many things we can touch on, but the real thing that we need to talk about just today, here, and now is the fact that the Warriors are champions regardless of this outcome. Look, I want Toronto to win. I'll be perfectly honest with you. But what the Warriors did without KD, well, after Mm -hmm. he went down again, unfortunately, and without Looney by the end, they're champions. They There's no other team, I can't think of another team, that can play the way they did to come back and win by one and force us to go back mm-hmm. to Oakland for another game.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. And I don't know if you got this feeling last night, because you know more than anything, besides Klay Thompson, who I root for individually, right. I just want to see a new team yes. win an NBA title. And so it's not like I dislike the Golden State Warriors. I just don't want them to win. But last night, I'm not joking you. I'll give my honest thoughts on this. When KD went down and I saw the emotion Mm -hmm. from that team Mm -hmm. carrying him off to the locker room, not by himself with the trainer, with Steph. I don't remember who else was with him. I don't Um, remember. Going to that locker room Mm -hmm. and... Just knowing that, like they know this guy is done, and I just had like that natural human feeling of like, man, I feel sorry for Golden State, yep. and I haven't felt like that at all. Yeah. Even with the first injury with Katie, yep. this time I was like, I feel for Golden State, and my and my thing right then was I wanted to at least go six. Yeah. Games.
1: Yeah. It, it I don't know why. To.
0: I just it deserves. Yeah, I just had all that that happened. You know.
1: Uh, really, I was most interested to see their response coming out of the half. They were either going to come out because no one knew what was going on once they went back there, what the situation was with KD. No, right. like no one knew what they were walking into at halftime. When they came back, I thought their response was going to be one of two things: they were either going to come out just defeated, you know, mm-hmm. KD feeling bad for him that he probably came in earlier than he sh- came back earlier than he should have. If this happened. I'm not convinced he was probably 100% good to go, but he did for the team. And that's super admirable, whether you like Katie or not. Him doing that, I think, is huge. So they were either going yeah. to come out feeling bummed, feeling sorry for themselves, and defeated by everything that just transpired, or they were going to come out with fire in their eyes and make this thing happen. And I was getting a little nervous when Kawhi heated up because he was he took that team on his back and he said, let's get out of here yeah. with the trophy, boys. That's how he was playing. But Golden State still stayed very calm and responded accordingly, and they won.
0: Yeah, and I just think no matter who wins, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I still want Toronto to win the series, but I think I'm just now focused on – I just – I hope KD is going to be able to heal from this. I think the whole injury thing was weird um, in terms of, you know, not really being honest with what it really was in the beginning – Um, and then now being confirmed last night by Bob Myers, who was completely emotional, the head of basketball operations for warriors, uh, it is an Achilles. So I just, I think that, you know, that's something that you, you just, you cannot rush back from. And I know I'm not a GM or anything like that or a doctor, but I just, I know KD's passion for the game and it sucks because it's just a lose-lose situation, but I I really do wish him the best because, um. It's just a crappy situation.
1: And obviously this is a big year, a big summer coming up, a big off season for him and yeah. for Golden State as a whole. So the stretch is, I know that's not really where people's minds are just yet, people you know, close to the situation, but the stretch is far beyond this series. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how all of this really plays out. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy.
0: And right now, Press Pass listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk you can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best available rates. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code blue, ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Coming in for the assist today, we welcome in CEO of Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, Lee Steinberg. First of all, thanks for hopping on the podcast today. It's
2: my pleasure.
0: You, you know, over your career, you've represented over 300 professional athletes, including representing the number one pick in the NFL draft a record eight times. Uh, you've also been very public with your ups and downs in this business. What's the journey been like, Lee?
2: You know, I've had a really extraordinary and exciting and fruitful life Um My dad had two core values. One was to treasure relationships, especially family. And the second was to try to make a meaningful difference in the world and help people who can't help themselves. So we really structured a practice with athletes as role models. And uh, they've gone back and retraced their roots to the high school professional and and collegiate community. High school scholarship funds, Uh, players like Troy Aikman endowed full scholarships at uh, their universities, and then charitable foundations at the professional level with the leading business people. Political figures and community leaders uh, designed to execute a program to take care of some ill in the world that's particularly compelling to an athlete. So, work done just put the 175th single mother in her first home, she'll yeah. own, by making the down payment uh, and having Home Depot. So, um, it's been very exciting in terms of representing uh, obviously uh, 60 two first round draft picks in football, um, had a big baseball practice, big basketball practice, consulted on movies and really tried to make a difference in the world. There came a point where I started to struggle with alcohol and, uh, made my mind up that if nothing else, I would be a good father and, and, uh, I'd be sober. And, and so I'm in my 10th year of continuous sobriety and things are exciting once again in, in, in our awesome. firm. Congrats. Thank you.
1: On the sports side of things, what are your most important duties as a sports agent? What makes you stand, stand out when it comes to representation?
2: The first skill that's really critical is listening. People think that suasion is everything, but if you create a climate of trust around another human being and start to peel back the layers of the onion, so ultimately you can understand their deepest anxieties and fears and greatest hopes and dreams, um, then you can bond at a deep level. So I'll sit and prioritize and ask an athlete to take a look at values like short-term economic gain, long-term economic security, uh, spiritual considerations, family considerations, geography, uh, profile, making a difference in the world, endorsements. uh, And for an athlete, uh, being a starter, being on a winning team, the quality of coaching, and really get a holistic sense of who that person is. And then it's a matter of, of taking someone who's coming off a college campus through the draft. So it's understanding how that process works and helping them to have maximize their opportunities to be drafted high. And then it's, as we mentioned, setting up charitable and community programs and helping to brand an athlete. So a brand is how many people out of uh, 100 can name Patrick Mahomes. And if they can name him, can they put an affiliation to it? Well, yes, he's an exciting player. And then do they have favorable feelings about him? And that's Q factor. So based on that, we put together marketing at the local, regional, and national level in different product categories uh, for an athlete. The last step is to get them into second career. So... Uh, three of the players I've worked with are actual minority owners of teams. Uh, Ward Dunn owns part of the Atlanta Falcons. Ray Childress, the Houston uh, Texans. So it's teaching them how to network in a way where, when they meet people at banquets, when they have a long off season, they they're mentored and get ready to be in a, a profession. So. Uh. Jeron Cherry has the Enheiser Bush distributorship in um, Kansas City, which is a license to print money. Um, Brent Jones, retired tight end to San Francisco, put a hedge fund together with billions of dollars. So, or if it's broadcast, Troy Aikman, uh, Desmond Howard, right. people like that mm-hmm. uh, are all. You know, competitors are yours, Kayla.
0: It's funny. Yeah, I know. We're, Lee, you got to get me to the top here. Let's go. Uh, Lee, you mentioned one of your biggest clients is Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. You call him a national phenomenon. I wouldn't disagree with you. You've represented some big names in this business. What makes him stand out?
2: First of all, He's a genuinely nice person with a big heart. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's not all about himself. He's modest. His cares about teammates, cares about friendship, has a strong uh, family. Um, second of all, he's just freakishly gifted as uh, an athlete. Yeah. Third of all, he works incredibly hard and, is serious about uh, football. So if you see something happen on the field, he's probably practiced it an infinity of times off the field. But he looks at it, there's 24 hours a day, why not spend 16 getting ready to find a way to take his take his team to the uh, Super Bowl? He can do things with a football that even though I've represented at times half the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, I've just never seen before. Uh, wow. Wow. He was back at ESPN for what they call their car wash. And they have a very high walkway where it's very hard to get the ball up and over that. So the big test is, can you throw the ball over this uh, (laughs) elevated walkway? Well, he not only did it when he was back at ESPN, they put a dummy in a chair on the other side. Oh,
1: my god And he hit
2: the dummy in the lap. I mean, wow. possible, but uh, so he can he can do some uh, amazing things, and uh, it really is a perfect match for him in Kansas City. When you think about a player everybody's so focused on are they the first pick in the draft or the third or the fifth but really the goal is to get a player to a franchise that has outstanding ownership with stability and a long-term vision a front office that can do all the evaluation and and signings necessary a gifted coach with a plan and a concept and those uh, franchises give a player such a better opportunity to succeed, and uh, we're sort of blessed it was Kansas City.
1: Yeah. Well, similar to Patrick Mahomes, many of your clients are on the younger side, and that brings us to the topic of rookies in the NFL. What's the biggest thing you look for when signing a young player out of college?
2: Character. So character and work habits because you have – a slew of very gifted people. But I can tell you up front that if you look at the first round of virtually any NFL draft or NBA draft, that you will see that 40% of the players will either underproduce or be cut within three or four years. So the key is who has the hunger and passion and work ethic um, and who understands their opportunity to serve as a role model and trigger imitative behavior? Because athletes can take on, take domestic violence. I had was working with Lennox Lewis, heavyweight champion. He cut a public service announcement that said, "Real men don't hit women,"
1: mm-hmm. and that
2: could do more to permeate the perceptual screen that young people put up against authority figures in any way, uh, anyway. So you're looking for talent, obviously, but you're also looking for a combination of character and work habits. So that player is not going to get in trouble. He's always going to be on the field. And second of all, he's going to have work habits. He's going to study film that put him ahead of the game.
0: So Lee, there is so much that these guys deal with when entering the NFL. You've got money, fame, living up to expectation. As an agent, though, how do you help find balance with them?
2: When a player enters our practice, I'll sit him down and say, look, you're playing in a fishbowl. You're playing in a public entertainment that's dependent on fans having a good impression of you and buying tickets and watching on television, buying memorabilia. So you need to graciously sign autographs. If you go out in public to a place where alcohol is served, you have to be willing to walk away from fights. You can never get into your car with any alcohol in your system. In your relationships with women, um, you can't uh, put your hands on anybody in anger, not just women, but anybody else. So you talk about these things. And then what the role modeling does is it gets the athlete Instead of being so self-absorbed, you know, well, self-absorption, mm-hmm. enough about me. Can we talk about how you feel about me? Mm-hmm. That's self-absorption. And uh, what you want to do is have an athlete think about other people. And that provides balance um, in their life. And um, mm-hmm. and to understand that, that they're human beings. There's a certain amount of time off uh, that they need. But it's really important to prepare a rookie for walking into the team context and understanding he's a rookie. Right. Uh, so um, you know, be modest, keep humble, uh, just understand your team and the management and the ownership and the fans of the city are all looking for how hard you'll work. Um, so we'll take Patrick Mahomes his first uh, couple of years He was not on billboards all over Kansas City. We made a decision not to um, heavily market him um, because he needed to prove to everyone that he was serious. Well, now, having had two seasons in, we're aggressively marketing, but um, he's had a chance to, to be integrated into the team.
1: Well, the NFL today is probably, I would assume, much different from what it was when you first started in this business. For you, what's the biggest change you've seen? Well,
2: in 1975, when I got started with the first pick in the draft, Steve Bartkowski, you had athletes that still smoked. You had um, you had people that gained enormous amounts of weight, so they needed training (laughs) camp. You had. (laughs) three television networks and that was wow. it Thank um and so each team in the nfl got two million dollars from their share of the national tv contract well today it's 200 <laughs> million dollars you did not have the internet so um it, the internet offers tremendous branding opportunities but it also offers uh a risk of danger. Yeah, uh, so it's important to prepare a player for the fact it's not just a private little exchange you're having with your close friends, mm-hmm. a microphone going out to the world. Um, so the television revenue stunning. The new stadia, Uh, with uh, jumbo scoreboards and naming rights and uh, Mm -hmm. luxury boxes are incredible. The amount of marketing and uh, memorabilia, you did not have fantasy football. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so the ways in which the sport can be, and and it grew from being in the shadow of baseball, which was America's pastime to becoming not only the most, Dominant sport, but the most popular form of entertainment. So, mm-hmm. if you think about it, every week is five of the top ten rated Nielsen shows are nighttime NFL football. Um, now, so people would rather watch that than um, you know two and a half men or Blackish or yeah. or uh, Dancing with the Stars. So right. the change has been; it's emerged from a much lower profile, much less profitable. So think about this: Jerry Jones bought the uh, Dallas Cowboys in 1989 for 140 million dollars, and it's now valued at uh, you know over four billion. insane, yeah.
0: insane. That's incredible. You know, Lee, we've really enjoyed having you on, and your insight is just incredible. Your knowledge, obviously, within this business um, really brought a different perspective to our podcast today. So we appreciate it. And I wanted to let the people out there know, where can they go to follow you on some of the social media platforms you have?
2: So I tweet at Lee Steinberg, and I'm on everything else, Instagram, everything else. For young people trying to break into the profession, if they go to SteinbergSports.com, We do an agent academy to train with specific skills, young agents. We do sports career conferences for someone who wants to work in sports, uh, television or marketing or for a league or for a team. Um, And we have an online uh, course that people can take. And it's all available on our uh, website.
0: Awesome, Lee. Well, thank you again for coming on. You were great.
2: It's been my pleasure. Thanks, Lee. You're welcome.
1: Well, Kayla, we're going to head outside the lines. First, of course, thank you to Lee Steinberg for joining us for the assist this week. But taking things a little further here, it's nearing kind of the NFL's real break in the summer, right? They're wrapping up minicamp and things like that. So the players are doing a lot of good off the field. The one that really stuck out to me, of course, maybe I'm a little biased, Deshaun Jackson of the Philadelphia Eagles spent the weekend helping the people of Philadelphia, but it was very impressive because he was delivering food to homeless people on the streets, which was pretty incredible. There was a video circulating on social media. Mm -hmm. And then on Saturday morning, he also hosted a free football camp for kids. And to me, that's such a big deal in any city because these kids – that maybe are not in the best situations can see a guy like Deshaun Jackson who made it. Right. And it's kind of inspiration. So they're getting this free football camp, but they're getting so much more than just kind of the, the football aspect of it. And I think that's really special. So I've been seeing a lot on social media of guys all across the league doing wonderful things. And those are the stories that we like to tell, right? Because there are so many negative stories that can come out of the NFL or can come from professional athletes. And these are the stories that need more attention. And so I appreciate seeing kind of all of the support and all of the photos and things like that, of all the good that some of these guys are doing.
0: Yeah, that's a great thing. And I saw that as well. When, when I saw that you were going to chat about that. So props to him for just going out there and doing what he's doing in the community. I wanted to real quickly Uh, go outside the lines. And I know that probably a lot of you saw that Tony Parker retired after 18 seasons in the league. Of course, most of us know him from the Spurs where he played a a long time. Uh, I call him TP and uh, I have earned the right to have a nickname for Tony Parker. No, I'm just joking, but I did want to really quickly just say I actually had, I have the best story about Tony Parker. When I went to Vegas for um, just a, some, girl time with my girls back in, I think it was 2010 and they didn't make the playoffs that year and, or they got eliminated early. I can't remember, but regardless, Tony Parker was, with his crew in Vegas and we ended up just, you know, making friends with his crew. And then we realized that was Tony Parker's crew later on. Um, and we ended up going out with them one night. And I will say this, Tony Parker is a true gentleman. Uh, he might be known for dating or marrying Eva Longoria, but, um, I think that he just is, he was a great guy. Like he was one of those guys where you meet him and and you're like, Oh, he's not like a lot of these other athletes that can be a little bit scummy. Uh, he was like an awesome dude. And you know, me, I just talked sports the whole time. And so he's probably sitting here going, this girl's crazy, (laughs) but regardless, we took shots with Tony Parker. We gave him a nickname TP. We have the pictures to prove it. You can email me if you want to see them. Um, but I just wanted to say congrats to Tony Parker on a great career. And I uh, hope he enjoys his retirement because he is um, a good dude and I'm a fan of his. So. That's the
1: best story ever.
0: Shots <laughs> in Vegas um, for
1: Tony Parker's retirement. Yeah. Sh-
0: Absolutely. So let's just go to our final knockout round right now. And we will give you guys an update. We are working on a new, exciting thing for this podcast. It will be changing a little bit. uh, But don't worry, it's still going to be these two right here bringing you our insight on sports, just maybe a little bit more specific. Uh, That's all I'm going to say right now. But we won't be changing the name of anything. So that's a good thing. And um, you'll still get kind of the same type of, I guess, knowledge every week along with some of our personality. So that's what we're working on right now, just if you're wondering.
1: Well, if you are listening right now on iTunes, please click that subscribe button and leave a rate or review. We'd love to hear from you. On Instagram and Twitter at PressPassPod. Pod, and then our personal accounts at Ella Didge and at Kayla Anderson TV.
0: All right. Well thanks you guys for tuning in for another episode of Press Pass. Uh, if you really do like our um, episode though, just go in and give us a five star. We'd really appreciate it. So I was checking; we didn't have some in a while. So give us, give us a star, give us a rating. Um, all right. Well, you guys take care, and we will be back here next week.